Emily let her gaze drift across the ballroom, only half hearing the voice of the girl standing next to her. When is the wedding? Annabel asked, and Emily wanted to say, never. But of course there would be a wedding. The agreements had all been made, the marriage contracts had been signed, the announcements had been published, and the bans had been read. So the wedding would happen as scheduled, on Saturday, in the private chapel of the Earl of Bristol's London house. Because once things had reached the stage of agreements, contracts, announcements and bans, there could be no other course of action. A bride who backed out of her wedding would be ruined indeed. And that was no less true even when the bride in question suspected that her life would be just as much a ruin if she went through with the wedding. He's so gorgeous, Annabel went on. Harry, I mean. All the girls think so. That was a good share of the problem, Emily thought as she looked across the ballroom once more to where Harry, Lord Henry Warrender, the second son of the Earl of Bristol, was dancing with Cassandra Sprague. And the rest of the problem was that Harry, the man she was supposed to marry on Saturday, reciprocated that sentiment. He thought that the girls were gorgeous too. Every last one of them, society miss or stage actress, simpering debutante or worldly widow. For Harry was a rake. There was simply no denying that. And in fact, no one ever tried. Certainly Emily's father had not minced words when he'd called Emily into his bookroom to tell her about the offer for her hand which had been made not by Harry himself, he informed her, but by Harry's father, the Earl of Bristol, over a hand of piquet and a glass of wine at their gentlemen's club. Harry's been wild since his mother died, Sir Walter Moore had told her, in his gruff but not unloving manner. Bristol thinks it'll settle him down, marrying him off to a sensible, steady girl like you. I'm honoured, father, Emily had said. Sensible. Steady. Yes, she thought wryly. That was the exact description a young woman in her third London season wanted to hear about herself. The irony in her voice went straight over the head of Sir Walter, who in his entire life had never recognised a caustic remark. And well, you should be honoured, Puss. Marrying into the Warrender family, after all. The Warrenders. Quite a step up for the Moors, you know. Your mother would have been an alt. Rest her soul. He's willing to be quite generous about the settlements, too. Some imp of aggravation made her ask. He is? Lord Henry, you mean? Of course not. I'm talking about Bristol himself. Everybody knows that Harry... He seemed to think better of what he'd started to say. Harry... Um... Doesn't have a feather to fly with, Emily finished firmly. Well... He is a younger son, you know. Of course he doesn't have money of his own. Not that there isn't enough in the family to go around. You needn't ever fret about having a roof over your head, my girl. Bristol's even talking about making over one of the smaller estates to Harry as a wedding gift. How generous of him. Well, it is, Sir Walter said, sounding a little defensive. And I won't deny it's largely because he thinks so highly of you. Told me he was very impressed with you. Emily didn't bother to ask this time which man he was referring to. Based on what, pray? I've barely met the Earl of Bristol. He said he danced with you once, at some ball or other. One country dance, and he decided I'm the right wife for his son. It was Estelle Wilmington's coming-out ball, but I wouldn't expect the Earl of Bristol to remember that. Well, of course not, 
busy man and all that, peer of the realm. I suppose I should be flattered that he's put his mind to looking after my future, along with his son's. That's right. And no one's ever said Bristol doesn't look after his obligations. Which is more than his son is likely to do, Emily thought. And there will be a nice amount settled on you personally as well, for your children one day. Children? Emily didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Father, you can't really be serious about marrying me off to Harry Warrender, of all people. That was when she knew she'd gone a bit too far, for Sir Walter drew himself up straight and said, What's that you say, miss? Begging your pardon, but I've laid out the blunt for three London seasons now, and there's not been an offer worth thinking about despite that dowry your grandmother left you. A fine job you've been doing in the marriage sweepstakes. Sir Walter, it seemed, understood irony after all.